Hi, Chris Valentin here. Welcome to my podcast, where I hope to inspire you to transform the world within you and transform the world around you. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Well, welcome to Cultural Catalyst, where we help you to learn how to live fully alive, co-labor with God, and change the world. I'm your host, Chris Valentin, and today I have Karen, is it Covell? Is that how I pronounce your last name? Yeah, <laughs> I did good. And you are an independent film producer and you mentor new professionals. I'm reading it right off here in the entertainment industry and the founding director of Hollywood Prayer Network in Los Angeles. Wow, there's people who actually pray for Hollywood. Okay, Karen, you launched uh, HPN in 2001 and welcome to the Cultural Catalyst show. Thank you so much. It's nice to be here, Chris. I appreciate you bringing me on. Yeah, well, you know what? I never even heard of you till a few days ago, and my team's like, "You have to have this woman on. She's amazing." And and uh, and I'm like, "Where is she? Like, is she she has a network that prays for Hollywood people." I was unaware anybody prayed for those people. Oh <laughs> I'm my partly gosh! Joking. Well, we we I, we joke and say we're a well kept secret because Christians yeah. can't believe that you can actually mix prayer in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would say my my opinion would be pray harder. <laughs> <laughs> and my opinion is it'd be way worse if we weren't here. Absolutely. I can't even imagine. Okay, so before we get started and talking about Prayer Hollywood, let's learn a little bit about you. So how did you find the Lord? How long have you known the Lord? And then tell us a little bit about how you got to Hollywood. Well, it's kind of a funny story. I grew up in a home in, in a suburb of Chicago, oh, and wow. we went to church every Sunday, but we didn't talk about God. We didn't we didn't pray. We just went to make sure if we didn't show up, we'd go to hell. So <laughs> we, I faithfully did that. And then I got assigned a college roommate. And in college, I left Chicago and went to USC. I was a theater producing major. And I met this roommate in my dorm, and she was an amazing person who all through my freshman year kept telling me about God, telling me about Jesus. By the end of my freshman year, I was walking through campus, and I said, God, I want what Debbie has, except there are three things I don't want. I don't <laughs> want to tell anybody about you. I do not want to be a missionary, and I don't want to go to Africa. Other than that, you have all of me. And I waited for lightning and nothing happened. And I walked back in my dorm room and she looked at me. And literally the second I walked in, she said, something's different about you. I said, no, that I ignored her that night. We're doing homework. She said, something has changed. What's going on? And I said, nothing. The next morning, it's like Peter and the, and the cock crowing. I was on my way out the door and she stood in front of the dorm room door and said, OK, tell me, did you become a Christian? I just started crying. How could it, how could that happen? How would you know? You know, she was all excited. I said, I've got to go to class. I'll tell you later. And I walked out the door and shut the door and said, God, I'm only telling Debbie, nobody else. And then three weeks later, I went home for the end of my freshman year. And my mom told me that they did not have the perfect marriage I thought they had, but they were actually talking about getting divorced. Oh, no. I, I said, you have to know about Jesus. He's the only one who's going to help you. You've got to know about him. And she said, what are you talking about? 
So I told her, Jesus changes your life. He changed mine. He's going to change yours. So right there, I bumbled my way through telling my mom how to become a Christian. She became a Christian. Two weeks later, she sat me down at a restaurant and said, okay, tell your grandmother what you told me. And right there, my grandmother became a Christian. And from then on, I couldn't stop telling people about Jesus. Then I met my husband in college. I was producing a musical, Pippin, and I hired him to be my musical director. Oh, my goodness. We, we got out of college, and we soon realized we were working in the Hollywood entertainment industry. It was the world's most influential mission field, and we were missionaries. Then, a few years later, my husband and our two sons and I went to Africa, and it was the most incredible life-changing trip in the world and on the way home on the plane i realized the three things i told god i didn't want had become three of the greatest joys in my life wow that's amazing story you uh where, what part of africa were you in in kenya all over the country yeah kenya i've been all over kenya yeah that's oh. a that's crazy and so yeah. what year did you get saved in uh, 1977. 77. Yeah. Yep. Well, I got saved in 73. That's a beautiful story. And then your husband is a, what, did you tell me your husband's a director or something? He's a composer. He writes music, composer. films, and TV shows. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Now, how long have you guys been in Hollywood? We've been here ever since I went to college in the 70s, so we I never left. The weather was too good to leave. So. Oh, yeah, exactly. You can come to sunny Redding, California, where it's 115 in the summertime and get I yourself a I have been there and not in the summer because it's too hot. <laughs> it is hot here. We don't have uh, to preach on hell here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you founded the Hollywood Prayer Network in 2001. Okay, so yes. let's talk about that journey. How, first of all, what led up to you founding the network? And then obviously you pray, but what exactly what are you doing? Well, I was pursuing my career as a producer. Jim was writing music, scoring things, and we realized how hard it was. After we realized this was the world's most influential mission field, then we said, we need to find people and pray. So we started about 35 years ago, we started a prayer group that became a premise and industry professionals, creative, um, creative storytellers got together and every month we prayed and we prayed and we started seeing a community of believers growing in Hollywood. But then we realized, you know what? It's okay to build this community slowly in Hollywood, but we still have Christians outside of Hollywood who really hate Hollywood. They disagree with Christians being here. They tell their kids not to come. And those of us that are here, they tell us we're going to lose our faith, we're compromising our walk, or we're selling out. And so I thought, I want to build a bridge between Hollywood and the church because now that there's a growing community of people, we have a foot in each world and neither one feels like it's home. So I thought, how do I do that? I can't get Hollywood to like the church because we have boycotted, we pointed fingers. We've been really terrible. But I thought if I get people to pray, when you pray for somebody, you can't hate them. 
So I thought I'll start finding some Christians who will at least pray for Hollywood, pray for the people, pray for the projects, pray for the issues here, just lift it up to God. And it was the slowest growing thing I have ever done. I had to keep convincing people Hollywood is not Sodom and Gomorrah. It's Nineveh. It's not some evil place where we're going to fall apart. It's It's not Sodom and Gomorrah. It's Nineveh. That is a profound statement. We might put that on our website. You do it. That's incredible. Yes. It can be redeemed. And we have to remember things that places are dark when there is no light. Wherever a Christian shows up, there's light. So why would why would we want Christians to get out of Hollywood? Why wouldn't we want Christians to come into Hollywood? It's really, to me, not a battle against flesh and blood. I don't think these Christians understand what they're saying when they want to stay away. I think it's a spiritual battle of the enemy thinking this place is so influential. It touches people group all over the world. Let's keep the Christians out. And so we're believing the lies. And I have found by being here so many decades, the more Christians who come in, the more who stand firm in our faith, the more light we see in this place, the more projects that have good themes and godly principles. And we're now seeing a joining of faith-based films with secular Hollywood in a beautiful way. We are seeing a difference because Christians are coming in, not leaving. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, you've been in that world a long time. And do you see fruit? And you just started to answer that really because I say the same, like, uh, and, and and I would also add from my, you know, layman's perspective that the, the quality of films that are being made about Christianity and uh, and by Christians is so much better, right? Because we used to call them B films. Nobody wanted to go see one of those B films, right? No way. And I'm telling you, when we when we watch the chosen when we see jesus revolution when we're watching these incredible films i just saw a documentary two nights ago that blew me away it's called after death and it's about near-death experiences and it's for a secular audience and it's powerful and we are seeing these changes because there's more prayer there are more christians who are excellent at what they do who also share their faith, love the people around them. And I think there are less and less Christians judging Hollywood because they're realizing it's important for Christians to be everywhere on the globe. Yeah. Okay, now let's talk about a prayer network because you're not the only one praying, right? You've raised up a whole bunch of people to pray. And so what does that look like? How do you pray? Is it charismatic? Like like what I'm looking for is like, what does it actually look like? We have many different divisions. What we have is, first of all, in Hollywood, we have a Friday one-hour prayer call on Zoom where people come on from all over the world and just pray for the global entertainment industry for an hour. Then we have a kids and teen prayer calendar that we put on our website. Every month we upload a new one, and it's for parents, kids, and youth pastors to pray through the people involved in the projects that kids are watching or listening to so that they don't just mass consume, but that they also learn to pray. We have prayer partnerships. We've matched thousands of 
intercessors outside of Hollywood with Christian professionals inside of Hollywood, and they pray for them as their media missionary. We have local chapters all around the world. We now have 172 chapters in 42 countries. Wow. We have Christians all over the globe praying for the entertainment community in their own region and Hollywood and the global entertainment industry. We have had two major local chapter summits in the last eight years where we've had hundreds of local chapter directors from all over the world come together in Hollywood and pray for each other and dream together and plan together. And we are seeing so much connections. More and more Christians are working together. We have local events all the time. We have prayer events. We have meetings. We have um, dinner parties. We have more creative ways to get people to connect and to pray and to know that they're not alone. That's really beautiful. You've been in the industry a long time. Do you have any, um, like, do you have a favorite testimony? Oh my gosh, there are so many. There's there's one fun one where my husband and I were reading the trade papers and we read about this young couple who were new to Hollywood, making films, uh, married couple, very few married couples end up really working together. And so we were intrigued and we decided we wanted to meet them. So we tracked them down. We got to be friends. We would spend time together. We'd go out to dinner. And then their next film got into production. And they turned to Jim and said, we'd love to have you write the music for our film. Well, we love them as people, but we didn't like the films that they made. They were not (laughs) films that we were wild about. So Jim said to me, I've got to say no. We're going to lose the friendship, but I cannot work on this type of film. So he asked me to go with them and we went to their home and we sat down on a Friday and said to them, we love you guys. We will be friends with you forever. We want to walk through life with you. But Jim said, I can't work on your show. I'm the wrong guy for that. And they looked at him and said, what are you talking about? We have never met anyone who turned down work. And he said, well, it's just, it's just not the right film for me. And they said, what do you mean? And he said, well, I just have a different standard than some people do. And I know that someday I'm going to stand before God. And when I do, I want him to be pleased with all the choices that I made. And this this is a tough film for me to feel comfortable scoring. She burst into tears. He got mad. It was a really tense moment. And we kept trying to explain to them, it's just, we're not judging you. We just have to be comfortable with what we work with. We finally left. It was so hard. We heard nothing all weekend. And suddenly Monday morning, I get a call from her and she said, Karen, I have to talk to you. And I said, why? And she said, I walked around all weekend wondering, am I a moral person? And she said, I think you have the answer to that. Can we meet? And we started meeting together and soon she became a Christian. Wow. That's so beautiful. Is she still in the film industry today? She is not today. She, um, she, they unfortunately had to move out of town due to health issues and such. And so that, but they, their lives changed. The next film that they produced was financed by the Lutheran church and had a theme of abstinence. We almost passed out 
gosh, that's crazy. Now, this film I can work on. (laughs) Exactly. I can write the love story for this one. (laughs) But there's story after story of Christians showing up in unexpected places. And it's miraculous. You know, um, the inside, what's the inside story on the strike? And how are you praying for the, is it the SAGA strike, they call it, the, the actors and, and producers strike? It's, yeah, it's SAG-AFTRA. It started with the Writers Guild. And the Writers Guild um, negotiated, and they and the AMPTP, which is the Association of Producers and Executives, they they settled but in the meantime, the actors started striking and they're still striking and they have not come to an agreement. And these strikes have been really devastating to our industry. First, we were in a, a, a pandemic and, yeah. and projects stopped. Then immediately we got out of that and right into a strike. And there are people having to sell their homes. There are people um, wow. desperate to find work. There, it's really, really tough. We have no television season. I don't know if you watch any television, but every fall is a brand new season of television. And Blue Bloods. Have- I watch Blue Bloods. Hey, there you go. You hang in there. That's a good one. I love that show. We watch it religiously. I'm actually watching the reruns right now. Well, that's why you're watching reruns because <laughs> exactly. they're not shooting anything new. So it's been hard on the industry and we've had wonderful opportunities to share our faith with people, to walk on the picket lines with others. Um, I got some water bottles and made new labels saying Hollywood Prayer Network, how can we pray for you? And we've been passing those out and getting people to pray. It's been good for us to reach the needs of people, but it's been really, really hard for the industry. Yeah, I can imagine. What are they, what is the basic, um, premise of their strike on the actor side just more money or it's no it's it's three things as well it's it's more money it's getting residuals on streaming services that are not paying people for their work and how they fit into ai because when you get artificial intelligence the actors don't want you to take their image and not pay them for it so oh, that's really, yeah, that's really important. So it's a really I, interesting issue that has to be dealt with. It's funny how much intellectual properties with social media have been robbed and how yeah. it's changed. It is so hard. The worst has been in the past music. Uh, my uh, Jim as yeah. a composer, they can yeah. take music off of anything and then the composers don't get paid for what they write. It's very yeah. difficult. And now in film and television, you can you can recreate somebody's image. You can put it on a streaming service and there aren't residuals and there's not payment. So we have to keep reinventing ourselves. And one of the things I love about being a Christian here is that change is hard for people. And there's so much change in in entertainment, mostly because of technology, but also because of locations and because of tax incentives and shooting things that we get a chance to be consistent friends, loving uh, companions to people in our industry who don't really know how to have a long-term friendship. It's a very nomadic industry. People are moving all the time with different film shoots, with different locations, with different projects. And the Christians here get to really put down roots and say, we're here for the long haul. We love you. We want to be here with you. We want to pray for you. We want to support you. And 
it's so much easier than Christians on the outside think it is. It's just yeah. relational. It's loving yeah. people. That's all it is. And then watching God do miracles in people's lives. And we just need more support from the outside to say, let's pray for them. Let's send talented young people to Hollywood. There's a yeah. wonderful community here. I tell parents, call me directly. I will talk to you about how we can take care of your child coming into Hollywood because there are great churches. Our website has amazing resources. We have a list of over a hundred churches that are solid in, in Los Angeles. Wow. We have ways to get plugged into people to know how to find an agent to how to get work, how to find small groups to um, get support, how to, how to find prayer partnerships. Well, I'll, if there's a question, we'll figure out an answer for it. Well, and they can get in touch with you. Let's see. How do you, okay, here it is right here. It's Hollywood, right? Yep. Hollywoodprayernetwork.org. Okay. And are you guys, it sounds like you, you even have some kind of mentoring. Are you guys mentoring people, young, these young people that come in? We do. We have ways to mentor them, to plug them into community, to um, help talk through. A lot of artists aren't sure. They're very creative, but they're not sure what direction to go. And so we're like, let's talk it through and let's figure out where your strengths are. We give people spiritual gifts tests. We, we wow. do anything we can do to help somebody say, if God has called you into the arts, let's help you do that because he... He, we didn't make this up. I didn't get up one day and decide I was creative. It's a gift that God gave us. And God's first act was creation. He loves creative people. He and tends Jesus, to rock at it. Yes. Jesus is the world's best storyteller. We we get to be storytellers by by learning from Jesus. So I feel like it's a very sacred thing to be an artist. Also, artists are prophets. If you look at the Old Testament prophets, they were crazy creative people. Yeah. They were, it's just a beautiful thing that Christians don't take the time to realize maybe this is more important than I've thought about. Is there a lot of believers in that industry? Oh my gosh, we know of over 10,000 within our community, and that's only those who we know. I keep meeting more all the time. Wow, that's amazing. Okay, so before we go, how about uh, a few prayer points? People are listening to this, and they're like, you know, don't pray at us. You know, we, we, we probably get all that, you know, like, don't, don't curse us through prayer. But what are, what are the main prayer points that you'd like to see right now? Obviously, we got the strike going on, so that's a prayer point. That's a big prayer point. There mm -hmm. are the people who come into Hollywood, Christians, non-Christians, that just are attracted to this city. There are three reasons that we find why. One is to escape their past. Okay. Another is to re-identify themselves. And the third is to get the affirmation from their father that they never got. Oof. So our prayer That's, points wow. are to pray for the spiritual and emotional health and growth and healing of the people in Hollywood. Wow. People come here broken. They come here trying to get their name on the screen so that they feel like they've left something behind. They come seeking some type of identity because they haven't, they haven't known really who they are. And so that's a powerful prayer point. We also want prayer that Christians on the outside will not judge 
or point fingers or boycott, but that they will actually pray for the Christians here, pray for the non-Christians here, ask God to come in and bring revival in this city. And the third thing is we want prayer for the non-Christians here to be able to hear the gospel, for the Christians to share their faith, for for the Jews to see miraculous signs, for the Greeks to look for wisdom, for Christians to come alongside and to see actual, beautiful, more salvations. That's beautiful. Hey, I have one more question. We have about two more minutes and it's, it's a question that's not on my list here, but I've been wondering it for a while. So um, the Me Too movement of about, I think, recollection five years ago maybe started six years ago um how has that affected the sexual content of uh of hollywood well ironically it hasn't changed people haven't said we shouldn't show sex on the screen what it's done is in a crazy way people are now hiring professionals to come in they call them intimacy coaches to help them walk through a process of showing sex on the screen. So it's it's a crazy process of saying, we're still gonna do it, but we're gonna do it with with an intimacy coach to help you emotionally and physically know how to handle it and how to do it. So what we say is things won't change, content won't change until the hearts of the people creating it change. So let's pray for the hearts of the people who created to change. Then they won't do that kind of content anymore. And in the meantime, for there to be enough Christians here to walk alongside people to say, do you really want to do that? Is that the best for your soul? Yeah. Just asking questions and challenging people. I'm glad I'm glad to ask you the question because, you know, from the outside in, and, you know, as someone who started the Moral Revolution, uh, you know, uh, network and who wrote a book on moral purity, I thought, well, this Me Too movement's going to make a huge difference because, as you know, you know, uh, especially women, but not just women, we're standing up and saying, hey, this this director, this this producer, you know, they they forced me into these sexual, you know, explicit scenes and um and i thought man this is going to be a huge pushback there's going to be a huge revolution in the movie industry and i don't know if i was a little behind but it, it didn't seem to make a difference and uh and then i kind of heard of these intimate co- uh, this is actually first time i ever heard anyone that's inside actually say yeah this is what they're doing but i've kind of you know heard it through the grapevine and i'm like that that can't be true that's not how they solve this problem but yeah. It sounds like it is how they solve the problem. And the problem that they're doing on the outside of the, of the filming, when someone's mm. being approached by someone or taken advantage of, is a good thing. That is saying, mm. women, you have the power to say no. We, yes. have, we have to tell you to use that power and do that and not think it's going to wreck your career or it's worth selling your soul to get ahead. Yeah. So. There are conversations about that that are very important. There are finger pointing of someone who's really taken advantage of people. We have to just know that it comes from the inside. You can't make someone act right. You have to make their heart change so that they will be right. And that's what takes the longer time. Yeah. Karen, what 
what an interesting and intriguing interview this has been. They can get in touch with you at hollywoodprayernetwork.org, and we'll put that in the comment section. So if you're watching this, you can just get on there and click on that, and then you could actually uh, get in touch with Karen and her teams. Be Actually, probably become part of the prayer network, I would assume. Oh, and, absolutely. Yeah. And as she pointed out, you might be a parent watching this, and your kid's like, I want to go to Hollywood. And you're like, oh, my gosh, not Hollywood. And this is a great uh, reference for all uh, parents and um, even, you know, young people to say, well, it, it, I want to go there, but I don't want to be part of the cesspool of Hollywood. I don't want to be a part of the the immorality that it's kind of become famous for. But I do feel called to be creative and to be in the most, as you point out, the most influential space really in the history of the world is right here. So if we're going to change the world, I mean, this is we're on front stage right here. That's right. And, uh, let's do it. Let's oh, do my this. Goodness. Absolutely. Karen, thank you so much for the interview. This was really beautiful. You're such a beautiful person. And uh, I, I, I pray for you and your husband to actually be like Daniels and Joseph's in the, in the, middle, in the midst of these, these Nebuchadnezzars. And, and as you pointed out, this Nineveh season, this Nineveh place. And uh, we love you. Uh, this was very, uh, very informative and, and very entertaining. God bless you. Thank you, Chris, so much. I enjoyed every minute of it. I appreciate you. Thank you very much. God bless. You too. Bye-bye. Bye now. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. To stay connected, you can sign up for my weekly newsletter at chrisvalentin.com forward slash subscribe. God bless you.